Hello, my name is Fergal Lynch and you're very welcome back to the Mead Chronicle Sports Podcast Talk A Good Game. We have taken a couple of weeks off there uh, due to excessive pressures of mid-summer activity, but uh, we are back with the podcast this week and I'm delighted to say I'm joined in studio again by the great Jimmy Gagan. Jimmy, very welcome. Uh, thank you, Fergal. And uh, hello to all the folks out there in podcast land. Po- podcast land. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hectic summer, Jimmy. Um been, it's difficult to get around to do these podcasts every week. Uh, I don't think people realise really the amount of work that goes into doing the podcast. I know you'll get no sympathy from anybody, but uh, we're probably going to do them now. Maybe on a Thursday might suit a little bit better. It's we're not as tight on time to do them, um, but we'll try and get it done on a Thursday. It's been a busy old summer since we we last had a podcast, and. Uh, I suppose after six or eight months of a senior football championship, we finally managed to whittle it down from 18 teams down to nine. So it's a long, old pro- long drawn out process to get uh, the championship 50 odd games. I think it takes to get us from 18 teams down to nine, but we're there and uh, down to, to the last nine in the championship with the preliminary quarterfinal rather bizarrely on next Tuesday night, uh, Dunamore Ashburn against Coraha, uh, uh, probably the surprise packets. Uh, when you think when the when the championship ended back or the first phase of the championship ended back in April, Coraha had lost both their games, but they've come storming back and done a right good job to qualify. But I'm going to start with Group A of the championship and how it finished, and it's caused a lot of confusion um, with how the championship finished because screen have managed to sneak into the quarter-final stages by virtue of a, a magnificent victory over Dunshockland in trim last Sunday. Um, let, let, at the final whistle, led a lot of people scrambling for the rule books to see how the group had finished up. Yeah, yeah. Um, As we know, Jimmy, three teams qualified from Group A straight into the, quali- into the quarter-finals of the championship. But I think what a lot of people assumed is when teams finish level on points... Uh, it goes to scoring difference and the places in the group are determined by that uh, set of rules but there was a rule brought in not sure if it was brought in this year or last year that if one of the three teams yeah if one of the three teams that had finished level on points had beaten the other two then it didn't matter what the scoring difference was the fact that they had beaten the other two uh, put them ahead of the other two which probably fair enough isn't it it's a fair way of doing it the score, do you think well i think we should i think it should be just scoring difference because you know that's it's over a, a longer period of time it's over more matches you know and it, it shows the team that scores more scores but do you not but do you not think that you know a team that gets maybe a good hiding in the first round of the championship or second round of the championship back in april and when i know this isn't going to be a factor next year but with the way the championship is divided up in two in two structures, two different stages, that it's probably a bit unfair that you know, and if a team goes out and gets a serious hiding early on in the championship, that their scoring difference can be really adversely affected. Um, whereas if they if they recover well and they beat the other two teams that are joint joined as in this case were joined on six points, uh, screen of course managed to beat Navin Matinees earlier in the championship. And then, by virtue of their win over Dunshockland on Sunday, they squeezed into that second spot and won, and leaving O'Mahony's out of the running. So, do you not think that by virtue of the fact that they've beaten the other two teams? Uh, no, well, I, 
You, you mentioned there about how they recover and so on. Make a, a poor start, get a low score the first game, then uh, really clock up a lot of scores in the second or third game. I mean, they've already shown signs of uh, of revival. They're already getting rewarded for that by plucking up those big scores. So the way I see it, no, I think I think scoring difference, as I say, it's it's fair over a longer period of time. Okay. And uh, now the, you know the head to head. Of course, that comes down to play if teams are. You know, that, that if two teams are tied on the same amount of points, but, but yeah. the new rule that has come in this year um, has brought in that the head-to-head comes down to play, yeah. comes into play if the three teams are tied and one of those three teams has beaten the other two. So, look, at, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one, but the fact is that by virtue of their win over Dunshockland last Sunday, screen are true. Uh, along with Dunshockland, Dunshockland make it through as well. And it's Navina Matinees who only managed to scrape a one-point win over St. Pat's. It was a bit of a surprise that was. Uh, St. Pat's are already in the relegation worry. Uh, we're already con- condemned to that. So it was a bit of a surprise that they managed to hold Matinees to a point. Well, but St. Pat's are one of these teams, uh, amazingly, over the years. They always seem to, to dig out. We, we've mentioned this. We've made reference to this before. Yeah. They dig out a victory when they needed it most. Uh, they've done it time and time again. They beat Omanis there a few years ago. You know, we remember that that sort of helped them to, to survive. Stay, yeah. Survive, and uh, now they're going to have to do it again, of course, uh, Fergal, um, in in the relegation playoff. Now, uh, and it's a, it's a, a encouraging sign for them that they, they ran Omanis so close. But who would have expected maybe Omanis to lose out? Yeah, again? that's it. But you know, Davy Cahill's done a great job with with St. Pat's and. I suppose like every other manager he has them competitive it's just finding that level of consistency we'll get back to the um, to the relegation scenario just a little bit later so Gail Column Kill topped that group remarkably scoring 8 goals in an 8-9-2-11 win over Centralstown mm. I don't know what happened Centralstown they were, looked very impressive when hammering St. Pat's in the previous round so just to maybe make a mockery of the point that we're making about St. Pat's always been competitive. Sanchestown absolutely obliterated them in, in round four and uh, looked like a really good side. So I was surprised to see them hammered 8-9 to 2-11. Well, I think the two goals for, for Sanchestown were late on, maybe the last two scores of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, when did Sanchestown ever concede uh, eight goals in the championship? Any senior my, team, yeah. Senior really. team, you know, I, it probably never happened before. I'd say, I, I would wager that it never happened before in the senior football championship. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, you know, a lot of Cairn Golden are the favourites for a lot of people. They expect them to push on now after winning the Division 1. So um, I was going to say, it says a lot about Gail Column Kill, doesn't it? They're strong. Well, they're a yeah, it does, of course. But uh, I said to somebody there uh, during the week who's uh, from another North Mead club, I won't say who it is, but it's a... Uh, you know, another North Mead club, let's say. And uh, they said, well, Column Kills are one of these teams that always implode when it matters most, semi-finals and so on. And evidence in recent years would suggest that that is exactly the case. Yeah. But, uh, they, look, they look really formidable for us this year. So the question is, will they implode this time around, Fergal? Do you think they'll go on and win and it? And that was an accusation um, that was always labelled on Dunboyne as well over the yes. years. That they were, uh, I know they never liked that term and I'm using the air quotes here they were known as bottlers when it got to the quarterfinal semi-final stage but they got across that winning line quite impressively last year now unfortunately they're out of the race this year and we will get to their results uh, shortly as well, well so you, they what? haven't been able to back it up but Gail Column Kill have been so consistent in, over the last five years and I think that's what sets them aside from other teams that they have a consistency they have a settled team 
They have some very outstanding young players, a good core of experienced, uh, effective veterans as well, and a brilliant manager in Lar Wall. Yeah, it uh, has to be said. Are uh, they good enough to win it, Fergus? Because the there's un- undoubtedly well, the, Gail the, Colin Kill have been good enough for the last five years. But they haven't it. done it. But they haven't done it. So That's a mental thing. It can only be a mental thing because when it comes to individual talent, they have it. When it comes to a management team, Con Cleary, Larwall, uh, Benny Reddy, they certainly have it. Where it's just that something happens to them when they get to the big. Like last year, they played Dunboyne in, I think it was in the preliminary quarter final, was it? Um, I'm not sure, but it was in Dunshockland under floodlights. And they should have beaten Dunboyne really in that game. It went to extra time and they had an opportunity late in normal time yeah, to win the shoulds, game. They didn't. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, yeah. I know, you know last words of a fool and all that. But they definitely have all the ingredients to get over the line. Do they have that mental fortitude now? That's what where they're think? going to be tested. What you, what's your I think they do. I think, I think they've learned a lot. Um, I'm not going to say... I'm not, I'm not going to say they're definitely going to win it, but I think they definitely have the capabilities of winning it this year. Along with probably Retote, Summerhill, and very, very definitely Simonstown. Well, you left out a, a name there that I thought was very impressed with Dunshockland. I've been very impressed with them. Shockland so, were beaten uh, by screen last weekend. I know, yeah, I know they were beaten, but I mean... Uh, in in the matches I've seen them perform this year, you know they've been very good. I think Andy Moyes. I know the yeah that was that was a setback, but uh, uh, you know I think they're definitely in the running too. But you're going for Kells really at this stage. I think it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lump all all my uh, money into one boat there, but we I might get back to it. We'll get back to maybe calling it at the quarterfinal stage in in a few minutes towards the end but just when that so the three qualifiers from group A were Gail Colum Kill Screen and Dunshockton with Centerstown and St Pat's going into the relegation playoff um in group C no we go to group B then which was a kind of a lot of a lot of it was already decided really at this stage um I don't know where to find the results here anyway I know Summerhill. Well, no, sorry. We'll go to Group C. No, I'll go back yeah. again. I'll take it all back, Jimmy. A little bit confused here. Group B then was the um, Nafina, Simonstown, Corhad, Dunboyne group. Yeah, so it's amazing that um, the champions Dunboyne are out of the running. Absolutely. Yeah. The reason why I got so confused there is because I'm looking at this week's paper and I noticed the two of the groups are down as Group C. Uh, no, it's it's. Dunboyne, exactly. Uh, look, I saw them playing against. Um, it was um, Saint Colum Kills there recently in Stamullen, and uh, you know. Did it, you feel they, they were really, back? They really struggled. No, no, no. no they really struggled, and uh, you know, one of their club men said to me, "Well, you know, well, look, we have to. This is not good enough. It showed today that we have to improve if we want to advance." He, he, you know, he, that was a warning sign for them. They didn't play well that day. Um, so it's a real, you know, it's it's a it's, it's certainly a sign that uh, Dunboy. Uh, but I, I suppose an indication, Fergal, that the championship, you know, you just never know what it's going to throw up, which is a good thing, you know, because it's, you know, you 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 see another club like Wolf Tones, you would expect it, damn, and here we are in a relegation uh, uh, playoff, yeah. like you know. Well, you say about you you saw it against Dunboyne, um or you saw it for Dunboyne against St. Colin Kills and the, they were saying they had to improve. Well, they obviously didn't learn anything from that performance. They went 41 minutes against uh, Simonstown in Dunshockland 
on Sunday. Yeah. 41 minutes before they got their first score from play. Yeah, you, and you wonder why is that? Like, why is... Like with men like Donal Lanehan, yeah. Robbie McCarthy, you know, uh, David McEntee, uh, Conor Doran, Cahill Lacey. Now, Simontown, I think, uh, I, now from what I heard, from um, reading your report and so on, and what, what I heard as well, their matchups were spot on. They got so, a bang on. Simontown, yeah. yeah. Simontown so got a serious uh, kick in the arse from Curraha when the championship resumed uh, in, in the third round, got a serious yeah. kick in the arse. Well, that was a shock. It that really was a shock was. Of the, well, it was, it was Curraha's first ever decade. win at senior football. In yeah. senior championship football, they did win a relegation playoff last year to survive. And we've seen what Curraha have gone on and done since. Remarkable. like They really hammered St. Colin Kills 221 to 111 at the weekend to secure their place in the quarterfinals. And I tell you what, as a dark horse, I know I, I, I was saying a few minutes ago that it was between three of them but as a dark horse it's very hard to uh, to really write off Curraha because players like Conor Moriarty um, Jack O'Connor of course James McEntee we all know but David Coyle Podge O'Hanran David Toner Neil Shortall these are all exceptional footballers and Curraha could, could have a major say in this yet yeah, but I I'd still go for Donamore Ashburn in the in the preliminary playoff, Fergal. But Would uh, you? I, even though Donamore Ashburn, like they have done for so many years now, have have struggled to fire up front and maybe yeah, we'll get on to that group. We'll get on to that group again. Yeah, Nafina, were you surprised? I know you've mentioned your surprise now. Who would have thought that Wolf Tones would be in the relegation? How poor were they against Nafina? It was close though throughout, wasn't well, it? Well, I mean they were excellent in the first half. Okay, uh, and the. Led 4-1, didn't they, yeah, early and, on? And, and what I was really impressed with them was the, the turnovers, the, the way Dublin-esque uh, tackling and uh, forcing Nafina to, uh, to cough up turnovers. And then suddenly, in the second half, it fell away from them. I, I think one of the reasons, of course, was that Nafina upped their game considerably. Yeah. They brought out um, um, Shane, Shane, Walsh. Shane Walsh. They brought him out outfield. You know, he's a superb player. And this is one thing that I wanted to mention, Fergal, about over the, the, the last round of championship games is that a lot of the county players that we, that we spoke about, a lot mm. of the county players didn't perform. But Shane Walsh did. You know, you could, you could pick him out. He was a very, very good uh, player um, in terms of passing the ball. He got, he really got helped to get them moving. Now, overall, it was a very good team effort. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Jamie Queenie plays like that. Players like that. He, he um, went in with a couple of points. And uh, still without Ethan uh, Devine as well. Shawnee Martin was very good. You know, yeah. he was very good throughout. Now, Shawnee, and I think he's a player that. Uh, Andy McEntee could do with calling into the squad you know because he, he's certainly capable he's, he's worth a shot at that level yeah yeah there's uh, plenty of younger players that put their hands up in the championship and as you said or and uh, as we discussed the other day like, county players aren't really standing out in this club championship whether that's a knock-on effect from playing county football that they a lot of them look fatigued or or maybe there's a lot of pressure on them and a lot of weight of expectation when they return to their clubs that the pressure is on them to have to perform. Yeah, well, that's but others are standing out and, and when you talk about Sean Martin, Nafina, you look at Jack O'Connor, Connor Moriarty from Curraha, um, again, Nicky O'Brien for Simonson. We look at Simonson Dunboyne's game. Nicky O'Brien was outstanding and one highlighted or one. Notable point in that game was the return of Shane O'Rourke. We talk about Simonstown oh, yeah. hitting a run of form. When you hit a run of form and then you're able to bring in Shane O'Rourke at half time who 
uh, many had thought he was finished and because of his hip injuries and but he's back and what an influence he can have on a game oh yeah well, uh, you know to be able to turn around to your bench and produce Shane O'Rourke is a fabulous footballer you know and it's uh, you know I know he's had these injury problems that have blighted a, a, a career that's so full of promise and so yeah. on and in fact he, he achieved so much in his but it's brilliant to see him back uh, it's brilliant to see him back Fergal and he, you know he'll be um, a very 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 important part of their makeup now as they as they go into the quarterfinals. yeah and the um, final group then you mentioned um, you mentioned Donamore Ashburn has been your favourite to be Koran a preliminary quarter final but yeah. by <laughs> by all accounts and I know you had to endure it rather than enjoy it uh, their clash with Manalvi last Saturday evening mm. must have rank up there or down there as one of the poorest senior football championship games look it was I have to say that now and I, I, I try to get ex- uh, extract whatever positivity I can from a game but you're I mean, a positive man well uh, <laughs> but uh, this <laughs> I mean look uh, it, it was it, it you know seven points to six says just says, says, says yeah. an awful lot about the game. Um, now there was plenty of good, there was some good moves as well, but for some reason both teams seemed to be a bit flat and uh, maybe do, it was like a how could that be? Well. Because you know that was a game that winners went through. There was yeah, so well, much that, in that game. Yeah, like, well maybe that's why that's the main. I reason. can understand how it'd be how it'd be tense and close and and that how was it flat. Well, that's what I mean. Well, that nervousness that right. that sort of seemed to spread uh, into both sides, and uh, I mean, a tentativeness. You know, uh, were Dunmore Ashburn deserving winners? Just well, just about Fergal, because uh, um, Manalvi could have snatched it at the end. They had a, a couple of brilliant chances there at the end for goals. Uh, you know, um, young Madlockland there. He's certainly you know um, David uh, yeah. David Madlockland. He's a very good young player. Very sure is, very yeah. quick. He's lots of pace. Uh, he had a great chance. He went for a point. Now um, he got a point. I'm not sure if he. Well, he hit it high anyway. So uh, yeah, it was yeah. a, it was a decent chance. They had another chance just before that for a goal. So they could have easily snatched it and overtaken Dunamore Ashman. So I know I've I've been impre- talking about Dunamore Ashman, but this is one thing about the championship. It's about t- uh, getting the timing right. And uh, well, Dunamore Ashman were were free scoring against Longwood in the previous round um, now well, and they played brilliantly against Summerhill now that, that's I saw yeah, them Summerhill in the first round that's a while ago you yeah, see and that's where yeah. this two yeah, two yeah. stage championship can really lead to false impressions and, and give give false ideas about teams I think anyway well, it's but about peaking at the right time they were yeah. so impressive not no I take back that they weren't so impressive against Longwood because um, four minutes before half time against Longwood they were behind uh, and when you think Longwood have a have a score and difference of minus 90 points from their five it's hard to believe that they were actually ahead four minutes from to half time against Dunham or Ashburn but when they kicked on in the second half Dunham or Ashburn or late in the first half and into the second half were very impressive attacking wise so to be only able to score seven points three from play am I right saying that one from Andy Tormey one from Darren McGovern and one from Stephen Carton. Three points from play. I mean, this is a, a problem that Omar Ashburn have had over the years now, you know, and uh, it, it's 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 really something they're going to have to sort out if they want to kick on from, from you know, they have a very good defence, uh, you know, from very Andy Tormey, he's back fit again and looks like pretty back to full fitness, so yeah. he's a, he'd be a big addition for them. But Look, um, the, the carrot the, the, in that... The, it's, it's taking those chances, creating, they, they can create them. It's taken them, and that's a, a big problem for them. The carrot in that group was uh, 
was to finish top of it or or definitely in the top two and stay out of that third place position which would have put you into a preliminary quarter final and the scenario going into the last round of games was that Summerhill knew they had to beat Longwoods bear with me on this now Summerhill knew that they had to beat Longwood by they had to match Dunamore Ashburn's results against Manalvi and better the score line by 20 points Right. So Summerhill needed to beat Longwood by 20 more points than whatever Dunmore Ashburn beat Manalvi. So Dunmore Ashburn made it relatively, and again I'm using the air quotes here, made it relatively easy by only winning by one point against Manalvi. It meant Summerhill only had to win by 20 points to yeah. beat uh, against Longwood to avoid that preliminary quarter final. And they really turned on the style somehow. Yeah, else. I mean, you were at that game against Longwood, Summerhill and Longwood, but uh, they, they seem to be a team just beginning to click into action now, just at the right time. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, four twenty-three to eight points. Uh, yeah, Liam uh, Shaw, Connor Friend, two-two, Kevin Ryan, one-three. Liam, yeah, Shaw, Liam, one Liam Shaw scored yeah. one-seven. You know, one-one-five of it from play. Connor Friend got two-two, um, and Liam Liam Shaw laid on two-three. Um, for other players as well, had an excellent game for them. And they could still approach that game by leaving Barry Dardis on the bench, leaving Earl Hughes on the bench, leaving David Larkin on the bench, taking off Shawnee Dalton at half time. Like Summerhill, they, they didn't use Ronan Ryan at all. Didn't yeah, well, play at all. One of the features that I was most impressed about that game was that the spread of scores Summerhill have. Uh, or had yeah, you know eleven players, uh, ten or eleven players got on the score sheet. I think was eleven. I think it was eleven. Yeah, yeah. Ele- so eleven I mean, players, that's yeah. a hell of a um, uh, spread of scores, and it, it 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 really does look very good for them at this stage. That kind of uh, form, know, that kind of you I have know, to long t- would have been have been shipping yeah, big scores all the way. It, you through. have to take the standard of the opposition in, and I, I'm not meaning to be disrespectful to Longwood at all. They they just did not look interested in this game at all. Now maybe their focus. Uh, had already turned to the relegation playoff and maybe that's where they're putting all their apples into that cart that that's where they're hoping to produce their performance of the year another factor for Longwood is that they have so many dual players and they're yeah. flying in the hurling they're a really really good side in the hurling and could be real contenders to Kiltail's crown in the hurling which we'll get to as well and they're, they're you know they're a relatively small rural club and they're, right. you know they're yeah, to be fielding two senior two senior teams two remarkable senior teams. Yeah. but as I, I was talking to a, a fella um, who who you know put it rather eloquently if if maybe a tad unfairly on the first end of it when he referred to Longwood as been like an elephant stuck in a tree that uh, nobody knew how they got there, but they were coming down fairly quick, right. which uh, I thought was harsh in that, you know, from the bit that nobody knew how they got there because they deservedly won an intermediate title last year, but kind of yeah. came from nowhere to win it Not last that, year. And unfortunately, it looks like their stay in senior football is going to be short-lived. Uh, in the other game in that group, of course, Ratote had a 116-9 to point win over Rakenny, which, uh, well, Rakenny were already confirmed for the relegation stages there so just a, a, a quick rundown um on the senior championship and and the scenario that they're left now um Ratote, as we said they smashed away into the preliminary quarter final and take on Dunham or Ashburn with the winners of that game will then uh, face Gail Column Kill for a place in the semi-finals so you know you reckon Dunham or Ashburn I think Curraha will win it 
Yeah, but you out between from the preliminary quarterfinal. You reckon Donamore Ashburn, Curaha, you're going with Donamore Ashburn. You know, Curaha. If they can just solve out that those that issue, as I said to you about Korea, uh, you know, trans transferring chances into scores. Don't know more, Ashman. They have the players, you know. They have yeah, the players. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, the winners of that game will take on Gail Colin Kill. Have the players in the back, anyway. In the other there. semi-finals, then Summerhill will face their neighbours, Nafina, a repeat of the senior final of a few years ago as well. While Simonstown's reward, and I use the air quotes again here, for knocking Dunboyne out of the championship is a meeting with Dunshockland. Um That's a in in a quarter final as well. And and screen after their win over Dunshockland, uh, they will have to take on Ratote for a place in the last four. Um as I said, the relegation playoffs are all also confirmed. Simpats take on Wolf Tones. Kenny will take on St. Colin Kills and Longwood will battle Centralstown. If you're to look at those, the losers of each of those playoffs, Jimmy, goes down. So yeah. St. Pat's against Wolf Stuart Tones. Stuart is real championship football, isn't it? St. Pat's against Wolf Tones. Uh, St. Pat's against Wolf Tones, I, oh, you'd have to go, you know, as I said, St. Pat's always capable of digging out a victory, but uh, Wolf Tones, Tony Carney there in charge, uh, no, they, they, they should win that one. Uh, Rat Kenny against St. Column Kills. Rat Kenny against St. Col- I think Rat Kenny just about, you know, have a, enough strength in, in attack and so on to, to win that game. Would they have more more strength we, in attack than St. Column Kills, who have yeah, Ben know, Brennan, uh, Graham Riley, James Conlon? Have them more, yeah. Um, uh, no, I, th- I go with Rat Kenny yeah, overall. Yeah. I think overall, if you take them as a. I what think, about you? Think, How do you I, think about that? I think players like Donald Kogan and Brian Mead have been great servants to Rat Kenny yeah. and. You wouldn't like to see them dropping down to intermediate, but just because you're playing intermediate football doesn't mean you're a bad footballer, you know. Um, I think St. Column Kills might just have too much flair. Uh, I believe they rested or didn't approach last week's game against Retote with the same vigour that might have been expected for a senior mm-hmm. championship game with the eye to being ready for this game against Rakenny. So uh, I agree with you in St. Pat's and Wolf Tones. I think Wolf Tones will just have too much uh, craft and class and, and guile for St. Pat's. I think St. Colin Kills will get the better of Retote. And I think Longwood against Sanchestown, just from watching what Sanchestown did to St. Pat's, uh, they're capable of absolutely destroying Longwood. Again, have Longwood been aiming towards this game for the last three or four rounds? Maybe, but I still think Sanchestown oh, will get the I, better of Longwood. I think so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I'm looking at St. Pat's, Rackenny and Longwood making the drop. Uh, yeah, um, well, you know... Certainly, uh, it's not looking good for for Longwood. Yeah, I'd, I'd. And those three then drop down, and one will come up. So the the knockout stages of the intermediate championship are determined as well. Balnebracky and Walterstown will face off in a preliminary quarter final, with the winners to face Nobber. While in the other quarter finals, Dunderry take on Oldcastle, Trim will tackle Dulik Bellystown, and Mead Hill will face. Um, I think I missed. Made a mistake. I think it's Castletown then. Mead Hill will face. Yeah, I think it's Castletown. Another error there I noticed in the front page of the Chronicle. But anyway. Um, so that that is... And your name is on it even though I wrote it. But I, I'll take the blame for that one, Jimmy. So yeah, that's, that's the scenario in the intermediate. So the football championships are getting down to uh, the nitty gritty. And, and while the championships are getting down to the knockout stages, it was great to see... A bit of silverware handed out last Sunday with the Jack Fitzgerald Cup for the A-League Division 4 
championships Moyla winning it first time they'd achieved any bit of success in, in quite a while Jimmy uh, Magnificent Moyla is uh, the heading we had in the front page and uh, absolutely uh, and you could see that among the supporters how much they enjoyed it how much they savoured every moment of that they really were in a uh, joyful mood and uh, you know, again, it's a, a small, a relatively small rural club up there in North Mead. Uh, you know, they, they have struggled, I suppose, in the past with with numbers. I, I, I guess it'd be fair to say, but certainly to, to win a, a a league title is very good. And now they've, uh, you know, Kevin Dowd is manager there. He's very hopeful that they can transfer that onto uh, the championship. Now they're playing Summerhill in the championship so in the junior yeah junior yeah. football championship so we'll have to see how that uh, that goes but uh, wow well, there's nothing like uh, you know for a, for a group of players nothing like winning to sort of give confidence yeah well those games are um, they're still a couple of weeks off those knockout stages as we said Donamore Ashburn and Curraha will play in the preliminary quarter final next Tuesday night in screen uh, probably around about 8 o'clock Um bit of a, a tough one for Curraha because they have a lot of dual players as well. Lads to play hurling with Ratot. Um, and Ratot are playing trims, just to switch codes a bit here. Ratot are playing trim in the senior hurling quarterfinals on Sunday. Um, and then those lads will be have to tug out again for Curraha on Tuesday. And should Ratot overcome trim in the senior hurling quarterfinal, those lads will be out again the following weekend in the senior hurling semi-final. So it's going to be a busy, busy time for the Ratot, for Ratot's Curraha contingent or Curraha's Ratot contingent, whichever way you want to look at it. But yeah. the senior hurling quarterfinals on this weekend, Jimmy, yeah. uh, as we say, Ratot against Trim. Ratot against, it. well, we, we saw Trim defeat Nafina and their reward again in um, air, air, air quotes, quotation yeah. marks is a game against uh, Ratot. Because I think uh, most people would have thought that uh, Retort would finish have finished third in Group A, or at least maybe maybe higher. But Kiltail, Kildaki, and Longwood were the top three uh, finishers in the in Group A in the Senior Hurling Championship. Yeah, uh, Retort were fourth, and that put them in a in a game against meant that Trim, who won Group B. Uh, stay with us, folks. Here, Trim uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Group B. And my they, folks, I'm starting. <laughs> they played Retort, so uh, their reward. So I, I don't think they would have wanted to play Retort uh, at this stage, but uh, th- this, this is the way it is. I suppose the real reward from Group B is the, to play in the Group A of the championship well, next yes, year. Yeah, so yeah, you that's know, it. that's that's yeah, but the, one of the that was the aim of, of yeah. both the teams when they met in the last round of the thing. But uh, of the of the group stages sure, of the championship. Sure, that's the, the long term reward, but the the, the you know the out the fall out from it is that they, they play uh, trim and I think uh, Retort are going to win that for good because uh, Retort have been very good in recent years. They're a team that's building all the time. It looks like they're just poised. Um, trim got what, the better of them in the championship semi final last year. Yeah, it was a cracking game. Retort didn't start well in that game. No, no. And it, they paid the cost ultimately, but they got going and they really ran. You know, gave Trim a really tough battle. So, well, who, who do you think will win that? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I've watched Trim the last couple of games now, and for for some reason against Blackhall Gales, they just weren't at the races at all. Or maybe that maybe the fact that they were at the races was the problem. Uh, the Galway races for some of the Trim boys that time, but uh, they just weren't up to it at all. And I know the management team were very angry with that performance. And there was a lot of stern words after the game about that display and 
they had to put it right. Now they've come out and they've won their, their game since. Uh, they're up to Group A, the Championship. And there's no doubt that with the talent that's in Trim, Trim are on the way back and are set to be a force at Senior Hurling again. Um, whenever this Kiltail dominance eventually fades off, uh, I reckon Trim. But Retota are a team that are up and coming as well and, and could cause problems. I think it's going to be a tight one. But I just think... Trim weren't great against Blackhall. They weren't great against Nafina. And I think if they produce another subpar performance, Retoat could catch them as well. Yeah, so so I, I'd have to begrudgingly maybe go at Retoat mm, on that one, being a Trim man. Yeah, hometown. Trim. Uh, the other one then, Longwood against Nafina, as we said about Longwood in the football, they're going really well in this hurling. Uh, they have a great opportunity now uh, to set up a senior hurling semi-final meeting with Kildalki if they can overcome Nafina on Sunday evening as well. How do you see that one going, Jimmy? Well, one thing, uh, you know, Longwood, as we, we refer to Fergal, have, um, you know, two teams in the senior. But, uh, you know, Nafina have two teams. Is They have to play two teams as well in the senior grade. So, and again, they're, they're not a club, they're not a huge club, shall we say, not a big town club. So, you know, I think this could, could uh, fall Longwood's way. Because Ryan O'Dwyer, the former... Tipperary Dublin hurler he's got them really playing very well he's got them believing they have a structure they have um, Mickey Brock there he plays a kind of a sweeper role front of defence if you could put it that way and uh, um, front of the back line and uh, you know he, he spreads the ball around they, they, they play really well and every player seems to know his role perfectly in this in this system that they play and Ryan O'Dwyer has them really um, well organised fit and I think that they'll shade it I, I think they'll, they'll more than shade it. I, I've been very impressed with Longwood hurlers this year. I think they've been, as you said, uh, Mickey Burke in that sweeper role just really is a master of that position. He times his runs. He always seems to be his under vision. every dropping ball. His vision when he's on the ball then and picking out passes. And, uh, you know, and you've players like Damien Healy, Anthony Healy, Ryan Moore, uh, they're exceptional hurlers uh, all over the field. And they really are... I think dark horses for the Senior Hurling Championship this year. Um, just that Kiltail are such a strong force, it's hard to bet against Kiltail. Uh, but they'll fancy their chances if they overcome Nafina in, on Sunday. They'd fancy their chance against Kildalki the next day. When they met in the group stages, uh, they drew. And some might say that Kildalki were rather fortunate to get the draw that day. But uh, I think they would, they would uh, really fancy their chances. So... I think we're both going for Retoat and Longwood in those senior hurling quarterfinals this weekend, which are Sunday evening at a quarter past five. I think Trim and Longwood is in Partolchen and Retoat or Nafina and sorry, Trim and Retoat is in Partolchen and Longwood and Nafina is in Trim. That's where I was getting confused. Okay. Uh, at a quarter past five on Sunday. With a little bit of a little bit of a uh, bother with some of those games. People aren't overly happy. Uh, I know Retoat and Nafina both have representatives on the Mead Ladies team that take on Tipperary in the All-Ireland Intermediate Final in Crow Park on Sunday. Uh, so, you know, there's club loyalty uh, versus county loyalty there. Or, or, you know, some club people are going to be asked, you know, do I go to Crow Park and support my club mate in an All-Ireland Intermediate Football Final? Or do I stay at home watching on telly and then go and support my club in the Senior Hurling Quarter Final? So, tough calls for some of them there. Um, Katie knew, of course... The news for are very much involved with Ratoat and Sean Ennis with uh, Nafina. Uh, their family steeped in Nafina as well. So it's going to be tough for yeah. them. Um, which probably leads us nicely, Jimmy, into um, 
Sunday's All-Ireland Intermediate Football Final meet against Tipperary 145 start in Crow Park. Uh, no no weight of expectation going going into this game on Mead at all, which will be a change considering they were hot, hot favourites to win National Football League Division 3. They were fancy to win the Leinster Intermediate title, which they didn't, lost to Wexford in the final, and were probably fancied all along to get to the final. So, But yeah. they'll go into the final now on Sunday with no weight of expectation. How do you see that affecting them? Well, Tipperary, Fergal, as you, as you indicated there, are hot favourites, and rightly so, because uh, the two teams met earlier in the year, um, and uh, Tipperary won by um, the one well six ten I think to one fourteen uh, you know so it, uh, that suggests I know there was there was mitigating factors for Mead players missing but um, you know that suggests that there there, there Ashley Maloney as well probably the, one of the best players in the in the country well she is one the, she is one of the best players in the country and she's she's the main driving force behind this as is Ashley McCarthy as well uh, yeah, you know, they're not just the one player team no, either no they're not one player team but I mean she's she's certainly the mar- the marquee player and you know I I I I'd love to say that I can see me playing this or winning this but um I just think that Tipperary might have too strong. Just that, um, that that performance in the first round of the All Ireland qualifying series, yeah. uh, which Tipperary did win six ten to one fourteen, as you rightly pointed out. Right from the throw in of that game, I, I just think Mead will never start a game as badly. Never started a game as badly before, and will never start a game as badly again. Never say never as you, but it's it's unlikely that they would ever start a game as badly again. Right from the throw in, Mead slipped. Tipperary won the throw in. Down the field, bang, ball into the back of the net. Uh, Monica McGurk's kick out was won by Tipperary. Bang, goal in the back of the net. Two goals conceded in the first 30 seconds. They were left chasing their tails then for the remainder of the game. Conceded a third goal then fairly quickly. I think they 3-1 to no score. I think me trailed after eight or nine minutes in that game. Um, so they're unlikely to be as poor again. But there is no doubting that this is a formidable Tipperary side a Tipperary side that held their own more than held their own in Division 1 of the National Football League including beating Cork uh, in Park Arin in a game that I, I got to see because the Mead footballers were playing Cork in the Nas- in the Men's National League Division 2 after it so I got to see that game but Tipperary were very very impressive that day but as you rightly pointed out Ashin Maloney is their star turn she's their key player and Mead will need to do a job on her if they're to have any chance, ah, uh, yeah, but I'm sure that they'll have their strategy well worked out. Eamon uh, Murray, the manager and his management team, have done are very good at that and uh, having everything organised and the players know what to do when they go out there. But uh, yeah, look, I think Tipperary football, ladies football, seems to be at a just at a step or two ahead of Mead at the moment in terms of momentum and so on. They're, they're, as you said, they're playing at the highest level longer and. Uh, Look, Mead. Well, Mead have Stacey Grimes and uh, Neve Gologi, who they'll have. They've come back from America, so they they, they, you know that's great plus for them too. But aside from those two, and, and you know, we talk about Ashley Maloney and Ashley McCarthy. Mead certainly have their talent up front as well. When you think of players like Vicky Wall, mm. Emma Duggan, who was named the LGFA Player of the Month this month, she's only seventeen years of age. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Nesbitt is a goal machine. Fiona O'Neill scored two goals in the All Ireland semi final. Uh, Orla Byrne has come in with Stacey Grimes um, going to America early in the summer. Orla Byrne has come in and really staked her claim for a place in that team. Uh, Mead have outstanding attacking options. Brigetta Lynch, 
there as well is a real real goal poacher and can take make a goal out of nothing. So winning the ball around midfield and getting the ball in quickly into your scorers, into your into the players that can punish Tipperary because Tipperary are vulnerable at the back. I saw it in the semi-final against Sligo. They started well and they probably had the game won inside the first 20 minutes uh, Tipperary against Sligo but then they let Sligo get back into the game. Okay, they won 3.15 to 3.5 but they showed that they can be open up for goals and they certainly don't have a goalkeeper of the quality of Monica McGurk uh, as that showed against Tipper or against Sligo I didn't think the goalkeeper covered herself in glory in that game and I think if Mead can secure possession in midfield which they're more than capable of doing uh, with Captain Morrow Shocknessy Sarah Wall Avian Cleary uh, Sean Ennis breaking onto running onto breaking ball there from centre back as well they're more than capable of winning enough ball around midfield to supply the danger players, to supply uh, Kelsey Neswick, su- to supply Emma Duggan, to supply Fiona O'Neill. That's some attacking full forward line. It's unbelievable. Yeah, sure. But, but they I, can't neglect. And then if you bring on uh, Stacey Grimes. Bring on Stacey Grimes, uh, uh, Neve Galogli, Orla, Orla Lally uh, Orla has been Lally, sick yeah, for a while. Yeah, Orla, Orla Lally started a full back last year. Yeah. It's All-Ireland final. Well, you know? I spoke to uh, Monica McGurk uh, and uh, Orla Duff, you know, before, and, and at the, which was the well-organised um, meet, uh, meet and, greet, and yeah. greet night there in Dungani recently, ladies, well, brilliantly organised, well done to everybody involved. But, uh, you know, look, we, we spoke to them and they were talking about how last year they were very, you know, nervous going into the game against Tyrone. They lost Tyrone and that's understandable here. You know, it, it was their first final in, in the big the big house as we call it uh, and look you're, you're going to be nervous understandably uh, or, you know Orla Duff talk about how this time around she's they're just, she's going to, going to play her natural game she, if she makes a few mistakes well what about it like she she, she realises you know that mistakes happen anyway so uh, if so there, there's going to be that like that weight is going to be off the mead players but I still think Fergal the, the Tipperary are very strong and um you know, because they've been there before as well, and they know what it's like to yeah, lose. Yeah, well, Tipperary won in, in 2017 and uh, got up to senior football, and were probably very unlucky to be relegated out of senior football. The look at the draw in the relegation playoff didn't go their way. Um, excuse me, and they came back down to senior la- uh, last year and, and into intermediate for this year's championship. So they were always the red hot favourites to win it. But I think myself personally, if Mead can come up with a plan to contain Maloney and McCarthy, and they certainly have the players capable of doing it. But it's it's applying that plan and knowing and been very much they have to concentrate on their jobs and, well, and they have to be disciplined in their approach. So Shauna Ennis, lots going to re- rely on Shauna Ennis, maybe Katie New, Avian Cleary, um, Sarah Powderly will will who's come back remarkably from a, a cruciate injury last year uh, to really stake her claim in that full-back spot. It's going to be huge weight of pressure on those girls just to contain those two players. But they have to be wary that by containing those two players, they don't neglect the others around them. Oh, sure. I mean, it's about matchups again. For, yeah. you know, would you put somebody like uh, Megan Tyne maybe just, just to do a... Um, a job of of uh, control or, or well, containing Ashley Th- Maloney because Megan would be well capable, don't she? Well, I think Megan Tyne and Avian Cleary are more attacking yes, wing I know. backs That's and what very I mean. much like to get forward. Yeah, and Megan, but do you sacrifice that to, to put a uh, you know a player like Megan on on? Uh, I could see Shauna Ennis doing a doing a job on Ashley Maloney. I've seen Shauna in games and 
uh, with the way Mead play and, and, and the freedom that Mead had, Shauna tended to get herself, you know, link up with midfield and drive into attack. And whereas I think she's more of a natural defender, she can hold that centre back role. Now, Ashley Maloney's going to roam all over the place. So she's going to roam out as centre back. Yeah, she's going to pull Shauna out. If you just put so somebody with, with her, no matter where she goes, that, yeah, that might be the best option. I just don't think Avian Cleary or Megan Tyne are natural defenders. Uh, and I think Ashley Maloney is such a strong, skillful, talented footballer. I think she needs a, a, a spe- specific man marker on her. That's why maybe Katie New might do a good job on her. And I think that by putting either Avian, Megan or both onto her, you're losing an enormous attack and threat going the opposite direction. Yeah, but that might Now, be- it could also work out that how would Ashley Maloney manage trying to contain... Avian Cleary or Megan Tyne because she couldn't just let them run run riot up and down the field in Crow Park because if Ashley Maloney doesn't track back on either of them two either of those two uh, well, Avian Cleary to, or Megan Tyne could, could run riot they'll have to have a system in place where if Megan goes forward that somebody is there ready to step in well Sarah Wall will drop out. Sarah Wall could do an outstanding mark, marking job on Ashley Maloney absolutely would have no hesitation in putting Sarah Wall into that position as well the matchups um, are going to be vital. Yeah, it really, really is interesting. I think it's a hell of a lot closer than people are giving giving me the chance. They're they're not giving them a chance. Other than outside the mead inside the mead camp, I know they're confident. Uh, they certainly believe they can win it. And I think Mead now they need to get back up. They need to get back up. If Mead don't win the All Ireland Intermediate this year, uh, there's no Leinster Senior Football Championship next year because West Mead have been relegated. So if Mead don't win the All-Ireland, there's no Leinster senior. Right. For Ladies football needs Mead to win Sunday a hell of a lot more than it needs Tipperary to win. And I think there's a determination and a hunger and maybe a sense of you have to lose one to win one. From last year's disappointment when they shipped six goals against Tyrone, uh, I think a lot of lessons were learned last year. And I think so, just think if Mead, everything needs to go right for Mead. And so he, you're going for them. Yeah. I'm going to go for Mead, yeah. 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 Well, I hope you're right, Fergal, but uh, you know, I disagree with you on that one, though, but I hope I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, well, I hope you are too, but and we all hope you are wrong, but uh, it wouldn't be like you either, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, it's no, uh, no. you know, we had a pack me chronicle again this week and I just want to congratulate uh, Sean Murphy from Trim on winning the the Dingle Marathon. Um, in Kerry who returned down home to his native county to win that uh, Dingle Marathon as well very impressively and uh, Niall Cornyn Dunboyne AC's Niall Cornyn represented Ireland at senior level for the first time in the elite men's duathlon in China and finished fourth um, for the first in his first senior competitive performance was an outstanding per- display from the Dunboyne man Trim, uh, tri- your trim uh, colleague uh, Timmy Clancy has a big game this weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Draw, the, well. draw the United play in Shelburne. Um, if they win, they'll go ahead of Shelburne in the first division with one game left. With only the first, the the winners automatically promoted to the Premier. So it's a big game Friday night for Timmy and his and his lads and draw the United. So want to wish him the best of luck as well. Um, just staying on athletics there before we move on from that. The Retote AC's half marathon and 5k fun run is on Saturday morning from 9 o'clock in Fairy House. So it's sure to be a big crowd at that. Um, also, Trim Celtic, and I'm wearing my Trim Celtic jacket, uh, Trim Celtic beat Marhevna Moore 2 1 in the Challenge Cup. So they march on in the Cup. They added, the, they did achieve 
uh, their ultimate aim of winning the league. So they won the league the previous week, beating Park Villa. Uh, so held off buying Harps uh, and defeated Park Villa to secure the league title. So they're on track for a treble. Uh, league, the league title, the Challenge Cup and the Kilmessen Shield. So best to look to trim Celtic in, in their bid for that as well. Um, I think that's pretty much all. Tiger Roll uh, has been announced that he's going to go for the hat-trick of Aintree Grand Nationals after it was suggested after he won the the Aintree Grand National this year that he wouldn't run it again. But it looks as if he is going to run it. So that gives us all something to cheer for next Easter or next next April or so when we're looking forward to the Aintree Grand National. But uh, it's been a busy week of sport, Jimmy, and another busy one coming up. Yeah, well, the focus, of course, will be uh, on... Um Crow Park, of course, uh, Sunday. As I say, we will have the the uh, the old uh, green and gold flying flag flying I the, metaphorically I hope, anyway. And I hope so the Dubs and Kerry leave it in uh, leave it nice and neat and tidy for us arriving yeah, up on Sunday. Who yeah. who do you fancy for that one, Jimmy? Oh, just Dublin, quickly. Yeah, I think that you know. I mean, you get you get one chance against them to put them away. You don't take it uh, as Kerry didn't fail to score in the last seven minutes in the in the in the drawn match. Do you think uh, so suffered from numerous turnovers in that seven in that few minutes? Uh, no, I, I Dublin will just I think they'll they'll put them away this time fair. W- would you have walked away if you had walked away from the original game and Kerry had won by four or five points, would you have been surprised considering they hit the crossbar twice or hit the crossbar, missed the penalty, had a shot cleared off the line? Yeah, but again it's if spots maybe said, Yeah, I know, I know, you know but but you wouldn't have been surprised or you know, you would have said that Kerry fully deserved it the last time. I think Kerry will have learned a lot more. Sure. From the game in Dublin, young team, very young team, and it will learn. But uh, I think, if anything, a little bit of uncertainty now is creeping into the Dublin heads, whereas they were so I cocksure. So. I think they're this Dublin team is a force in nature. They're a brilliant uh, team. They're probably the greatest team ever, and they probably deserve to win it. You know, if, if you put it that way. Uh, but uh, well, I much and all, as I like to make a case for Kerry, and I do think the, I do think they left it behind them the last time, and I do agree with you. I think Dublin will win. But anyway. We're a Mead Chronicle Sports podcast and uh, thanks very much for joining me today, Jimmy. Hopefully we'll get to do another one next Thank you, week. Yeah. And uh, we've been, I've been Fergal Lynch and we've been trying to talk a good game. Save.